You're listening to the Future Tech Health Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Until I reached age 40, I never realized the obvious, that we all have medical issues, or we at least have a family member or close relation that had, has, or will have them in the future. Medicine and biological systems are the final frontier. Until we've conquered death, figured out how life began, cured cancer, and understood our purpose in the universe, there's a heck of a lot to talk about when it comes to our health. Future Tech Health means I'll be covering futuristic topics that are actually already in clinical trials or even starting to appear on shelves or by prescription or available for your own use. We dive deep into stem cells, CRISPR-Cas9, the science of sleep, epigenetics, medical testing, cancer, ketogenic diets, stem cells, aging, regenerative medicine, and more. My goal for you, the listener, is to learn from these podcasts. You may very well learn something that may change the course of your life for the better, steer you towards a new career, or give you insight into addressing a serious medical problem. Remember, however, this podcast and its content is informational in nature only. No medical, tax, legal, financial, or psychological advice is being given. If you enjoy the podcast, please listen, subscribe, like, and share it with friends. Thank you. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with the Future Tech and Future Tech Health podcast. I have Steve Zarpas. He's the founder of a company called Powerhouse Ketones. The website is phketo.com. Steve, thanks for coming. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and it looks like uh, you know you guys sell exogenous ketones, meaning ones that aren't naturally made in the body, but I guess you you know come in powder or liquid form, etc. What's um? How did you get into this area of uh, nutrition? In 2016, a friend of mine uh, introduced me to Dr. Peach at NIH, and they developed a novel ketone ester, but they were having a hard time scaling up the synthesis to a commercial level. And my job was to uh, eventually build a couple labs and hire a variety of uh, organic chemists to figure out, to scale the reaction from maybe making a liter a week to making it in 200 gallons bats at a time. And it was oh, wow. just a, yeah, fascinating. Along the way, I learned an enormous amount about the metabolism of ketones, which, which I was shocked, basically finding out that there was a fourth food group I'd never heard of in addition to protein, carbs, and fat. And it just opened up a whole new world to me. Yeah, uh, I've taken ketone salts myself and I know that there's a lot of products that do ketone salts and ketone esters I guess are a lot stronger and more fast acting but they're also you know a lot more disgusting so I've heard it's a big challenge to make these things palatable whether they're esters or salts well there's something that's really important to to get across the the majority of the ketone salts that are on the market they're synthetic and what I mean by that is ketones have a right hand and a left hand version but only the right-hand version is bioactive, bioavailable. But it's extremely, until the NIH breakthrough, it was just cost prohibitive to try and make a compound that was 100% natural or 100% right-handed. And to give you an idea, there was a company that, that sold ketone ester. When I first got involved in the project, they were selling it for $1,100 a gram. Now, that's uh, imagine some of the uh, elite athletes are taking 60, 60 grams at once. That would be kind of a pricey uh, supplement. So 
a big difference in the ketone ester is it's completely right hand as opposed to the salts. That's portion of the reason why the ester is so much stronger. My focus is a completely right hand ketone acid, which is exactly what your liver makes when your body converts fat into ketones. It makes the acid. And I'm focusing in on on that acid. So <clears throat> comparing ketones and using that word very generally is not really informative because for a lot of people, they've probably heard of some of the benefits. They're like, I'm going to go out and get some ketones. And, you know, most people are, are going to default to the cheapest one gets the, gets the win. So it's, it's a little difficult really comparing them uh, straight across. So, you know, so, I've heard of uh, beta-hydroxybutyrate. Is that the right and left-handed molecule? And I guess there's a few other uh, molecules that comprise what we call ketones. But what, what are the molecules and which ones have handedness and which ones are going to be in your formulation? Great. Beta-hydroxybutyrate is the naturally is the acid that your liver would make. But there's a D stands for dextro. That means right hand. So coming from your liver would be D-beta-hydroxybutyrate. That's an acid from which you can react it with the base and make a salt. You know, a common base is the sodium bicarbonate, baking soda, that would make sodium hydroxybutyrate. But the distinction would be what we're looking for is the D version, the right-handed version. So that acid, you can make a salt by combining it with a base like sodium bicarbonate, or you can make an ester by taking that acid and combining it with an alcohol. Like um, D13-butanediol is the alcohol that the acid is combined with to make the famous NIH ester. What, what's the so, uh, famous NIH ester and why is it famous? I, I'm not familiar <coughs> with, uh, with the NIH, NIH did or oversaw. Can you recap that? Yes. So a big breakthrough happened in 2002 to 2007. DARPA paid $25 million to five teams to try and find the perfect human fuel for special operators for Navy SEALs. One of the teams was uh, Dr. Richard Beach from NIH and Dr. Kieran Clark from Oxford. They teamed up using the, the ester that Dr. Beach invented at NIH. So Dr. Beach was uh, on the chemist, organic chemist side, though he's also an MD, knows metabolism, obviously. Dr. Clark oversaw the human trial. Well, of the five teams that NIH ketone ester eclipsed everything uh, in that test. So the way they ran it, each team got $2 million in the first year, and every year they'd eliminate a team. Well, at the end of five years, it was Dr. Beach and Dr. Clark with the ketone ester that had not only shown considerable increases in the performance and the endurance of what are basically elite athletes, but perhaps most shocking was at the end of normally very debilitating trials, there's a cognitive impairment. You know, you get mentally tired when you work really hard. Well, these soldiers, they maintain baseline cognition throughout. And that's when DARPA and the Pentagon were like, we'll take as much of this as you can make. It's compact. It's a super dense source of energy. It 
improves cognition, what better to give these soldiers on multi-day trials or missions than this source of food? And that was part of the problem where they can make it on the bench, but nobody could figure out how to make it at a commercially viable scale. So that the results of those DARPA Pentagon trials are what many, if not all of the other ketone companies point to, all the ketone salt companies are like, look at this unbelievable data. Problem is, none of that is possible with the ketone salts that are, that are on the market. You just can't safely raise the blood levels high enough without exceeding your limit for salt to achieve what was achieved by the NIH ketone ester. So well, in our the, world, uh, the ketone yeah. salts, and they do seem to have an effect, but what, I mean, what's the difference? They, they have some effect, right? Like what's the difference yeah, between they, the salts and the esters that you've seen? For the ketone salts to, to really have an effect, you've got to be in just the bare beginnings of ketosis. You have to have, they measure serum ketones in, in um, the millimolars. So technically, they consider ketosis begins at 0.5. But if you even have 0.1 or 0.2 and you take those ketone salts, you might get up to 0.5, 0.6 and be technically in ketosis. But if you start at at absolute zero and take the salt, I don't know, you might get to 0.1. So there is a place for the salts without a doubt and uh, prove it. the number one ketone selling company in the world has done an incredible job at educating people. And and while I'm talking about prove it for a second, they are the only company I know of that actually makes a hundred percent bioavailable salt and uh, which they sell into the NAT uh, logo. So uh, there's a place, but if, if you're like most people and you just heard of keto and this and that diet, and you go out and buy some supplements. If you're not on a keto diet and you take most of those salts on Amazon or eBay or whatever, they're, the only effect it's going to have is mental. So Does the only effect will be what? Increase, increase the cognitive ability or increase, increase clarity? Yes. Can you say mental? Increase the clarity. To me, you, you've got to get to like, you got to get to at least 0.7 to start feeling some of the cognition. And that's just, from zero, you're no way, no way you're going to go from zero to 0.7, you know, taking the, the racemic, the synthetic salts that are out there. So, you know, it's, it's difficult. It gets into biochemistry. A lot of people, when I start talking about it, they kind of glaze over, but it's important because the implications for hundreds of millions of people are really profound that the, the metabolic advantage of having a decent amount of circulating ketones in your blood is incredible. It, it's, it's really incredible and affects a variety of diseases because it improves your metabolism at the most basic level. It'd be like, imagine living in a house and the heaters, you can never get, get above like 40, 40 degrees. Everybody in the house is cold. They're trying to do their jobs and they're, they're miserable. And suddenly some new fuel gets put in the furnace. Now the house is at 70. Everybody's working hard, doing their job, feeling great. Ketones have the potential to do that. And, you know, dietary ketosis is the preferential mm-hmm. route. But a lot of people simply just can't stick to that ketogenic diet. And 
there's millions of people that say they're following the ketogenic diet and they think they're in ketosis, but if they go to check their blood, they're not. And that's right. why urine and blood testing is, is absolutely critical. I was going to joke and say, before you explain your product to anyone, you should require them to take it. So then they'll have better cognitive ability to understand you and not have their eyes glaze over. Anytime you present this, <laughs> that's what you should do is give it to the audience first. Uh, anybody that considers working with me, uh, working with our company, I make sure I send them some first and let them feel it. But the, the degree to which you feel it is going to be a measure of your individual glucose metabolism impairment which is age tends to be age related. So starting at about 35 years old, seems that we naturally develop a glucose impairment, which is very pronounced in the brain, where you're no longer able to metabolize glucose efficiently like you did as a kid or a young man. And as we get older, it gets worse and worse, mild cognitive impairment, you know, all the way to Alzheimer's disease. And so the point I'm trying to make is some people feel it very a very pronounced obvious unbelievable effect other people it's kind of subtle some people don't feel it at all but it's important for them to try it and when the lights turn on for certain people it's like wow unbelievable i haven't felt this clear-headed in a long time and i hadn't realized the extent of my cognitive impairment so you make a great point people uh, um, should try it first well quick all right so what what is the um when you take it what form is it in liquid or powder and how long does it take to feel the effects and how long until the effects wear off? Mine's in a, a liquid form. The, uh, the acid is extremely difficult to turn into a dry form. Uh, it breaks down under normal laboratory you know, means of taking a liquid that's dissolved or taking a, an acid or a salt that's dissolved in water and then just drying it out. You can't just dry it out normally. So my, Products that we're going to release and they have not been released yet is uh, going to be in the aqueous form, a liquid ready to drink, uh, functional beverage. And, again, and eventually, take it, and how long will it take oh, for it to take effect? And you know, and then how long until people it that off? feel it, people feel it in about 15 minutes. We can start measuring a, a pretty big jump in the ketone levels within certainly within 15 minutes. It gets into your bloodstream very rapidly. Uh, depending on how much you take and what you're, if you're exercising, it's funny, if you take a relatively small amount and you begin exercising, it stays in your blood a long time. What we believe it's promoting endogenous production of ketones. It starts promoting your own fat burning. Let's just say for a 170 pound person, you know, what I would consider a modest dose, about 10 grams of the net active, uh, it could last uh, it could last three hours. Now, on the other end of the spectrum, for some of the elite athletes, when I'm talking about ketone ester, some of them are taking 60 grams. They start feeling it again in, within 15 minutes. But if they're exerting themselves, they could easily burn that up in in uh, an hour. Um, which is enough for some of them to set PRs and and uh, have a really incredible performance. So, but if someone's for, uh, sedentary, you know, they're like a desk jockey or something, they're just going to a regular work. How long do you think it may last? The effects? 
three hours about my mom, for instance, perfect okay. example. She's 95 years old. She's relatively sedentary. She lives uh, alone, unassisted. She'll drink it. And let's say uh, eight o'clock in the morning, she's feeling it till about two o'clock, at which point she might take a nap. And then in the afternoon, she takes a second dose. But uh, the cognitive effects are obvious. I can tell when we're on the phone if she's taking it or not based on word retrieval delays, the frustration that comes with word retrieval, her overall energy level. It's, uh, it's pretty obvious. So with someone like you, you might notice um, you just feel feel sharper. You feel like you're just having a really good day. You're able to multitask, uh, you know, much better. And let's say you've got a big presentation or a really important interview. Chances are it would go exactly how you'd hope it would go. Uh, you'd remember every question you wanted to answer, but it's it can be subtle. It's like it's not uh, drastic, like taking some drug or Adderall or something. And you don't crash. You know, I've, I've I think once or twice, probably once I had Adderall. I don't know why I had to try it. And for a while, I felt um, overstimulated, like frenzied, crazed. You know, I felt like I could do a lot of work, but it was so intense that I don't. I don't think I was getting any work done. And then when you crash, you feel awful. But on uh, at least so far in ketone salts, you just feel energized and not crazed. So it'd be interesting to yeah. try the uh, ester version. You, you really should and be able to compare it uh, for yourself because that is when you ask how long it lasts, it, it fades off so gradually that sometimes it's really kind of hard. It's better to, you know, we do every 15 minutes, we take blood draws to find out, you know, analytically where you're at, how long it lasts. But if we're asking somebody subjectively, um, you know, it's half a day, they'll, they'll typically say, so. Okay. Yeah, that's long. So um, it's yeah. a liquid. So how do you take it? Do you, like I took one that was a non-flavored liquid. I think it's Keto Force, and I would put a little bit okay. of lemon juice in it and some water, and then it was you know like a margarita. That would taste it to me, and it wasn't so bad. But how do you recommend people take this uh, ester? Just drink it plain, or should they put something in it to mask the taste? Well, let's make the distinction. Mine is a uh, it's ketone acid. Uh, as opposed to say the NIH ester. Right now, I have just zero to do with uh, any esters. They're not on my radar whatsoever. But for mine, I took some time to to really formulate it. Mine's uh, a beverage that you would think you're drinking. Uh, a couple guys at a conference I just went to were shocked. They said it tastes like Sprite. They were shocked. Um, Thomas DeLauer who's probably tested every single ketone on the market. Uh, he's like, I can't believe there's any ketones in this. And I go, I assure you there are. And as we're talking about 15 minutes later, he's like, holy cow, I'm zinging. Uh, he's like, is it possible? I go, yeah, this acid gets in your blood system much faster than the, than the ester. So uh, they don't have to do anything to it. I just crack the top and drink it. It's an eight ounce. It's an eight-ounce beverage okay. for the acid that I make. Mm-hmm. You combine it with uh, MCT. You know, I've heard, for instance, Dom D'Agostino talked about, uh, you know, maybe synergistic effects of combining at least ketone salts, possibly esters, with uh, MCT. There is a synergistic effect with MCT. Uh, it's really interesting. And it's not, in my opinion, from what I've found, it's not because MCT is 
converted into ketones. It's other effects that MCT oil has on a metabolism that potentiates the salt that's in the formulations that he made. And we're, we're really still just beginning to find out some of the detailed metabolic processes that are happening when you introduce exogenous ketones. My product doesn't have any MCT oil in it. Uh, it doesn't need it. What I've made is far stronger than any ketone salt and MCT oil. I've discovered other things about how ketones are metabolized in order to potentiate the, um, the serum levels of ketones. Uh, Dom did some really groundbreaking work when he discovered that MCT oil potentiated the, the ketone salts. Okay. Well, very good. Well, um, I don't know if we can, if you can comment on the health effects or the health benefits. You know, there's the cognition effects, but um, health-wise, are there conditions that uh, I don't even know if we're allowed to say this or not. But are there conditions that uh, taking the ketones regularly may assist with to change the outcome of it or for diet? There's so many. It's amazing. If you give me a minute, I just want to maybe paint a little uh, metaphoric picture. So this is how I've explained it. Some people seem to work. Imagine a little cabin, little cabin uh, in mountains of Colorado. You've got a mother, a father, and a kid. They each have jobs. The father's job to take logs and cut them into very discrete 30-inch uh, sections, split them, put them, in the, put them in the fireplace. The mother's job is to order logs that get cut up. The, son, the kid's job is to clean up the ashes to keep the chimney clean. So the chimney is a the chimney is the mitochondria. It's where fuel gets burned. Now imagine your dad developed a drinking problem. Okay, he's impaired, <clears throat> like what happens with carbohydrate metabolism as we get old. He's no longer able to chop enough wood and put it in the 30-inch pieces just perfectly in the fireplace to keep the house warm. So he just starts shoving logs in. Well, they're no longer burning efficiently. The house is filled up with smoke. It's cold inside. The son and the mom are mad. And everything uh, just turned into a, a shit show. And then some, one day, somebody shows up with the new fuel. It's like those, have you ever seen those little camping breaks, hexamine, Nesbit? You, you go camping, there are these little white cubes. They burn super hot. Uh, well, let's imagine a super efficient fuel. It goes in the fireplace. All the smoke goes away. The temperature in the house rises. Everybody's happy. They can do their jobs. That's how basically ketones work by increasing them just the overall metabolic efficiency. So it might sound hard to believe, but ketones are directly indicated for huge variety of issues from obesity to diabetes to cancer, to neurodegenerative disease, acute stroke, and heart disease. Because by giving your cells a fuel that they can efficiently use, all the other processes in the cell are improved. And the outlook is just is far better. So there are a lot of papers that speak to all those diseases I just spoke about. The difficulty and the, the kind of the great news is until now, there was really only the synthetic salt where researchers could not really safely raise the blood levels with these exogenous ketones equivalent to what 
your liver could do if you were in a peak ketosis. Now, with these breakthroughs, with the 100% bioavailable products, as word spreads in the research community, they're going to find out, wow, we can start testing human beings safely with these new 100% bioavailable ketones. And I imagine there's going to be a big explosion uh, in research. I, I know there is. I'm already hearing it. People are contacting me from, from all over the world into all these areas. Neurodegenerative disease, heart disease, stroke, traumatic brain injury, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, mild cognitive impairment, obesity. It's, it's so, it's, it, this is what really got me excited when I started first reading the papers. I couldn't believe it. Like, this is too good to be true. But here I'm reading peer-reviewed papers from unimpeachable sources, you know, not some kooky little lab somewhere in some province of China. We're talking Harvard and, and Oxford and NIH. Uh, unbelievable. What are, what are some of the ways anecdotally you've heard, like, how do you take them? And then what are various ways that you've, you know, you've heard from customers or other people on how they take it themselves and what they use it for? Well, there's, there's a researcher I, I work closely with at, at NIH. He has <clears throat> advanced Parkinson's and he's been taking the ketone ester. I traveled with him to a conference where he was going to present a paper and I show up to his room got 15 minutes to get to the floor and his shirt's untucked and he's walking around in circles and he's shaking and I immediately knew you know hey damn it you know take take the ester he's like oh my god I forgot the difference is so stunning to see it happen in real time takes the ester 20 minutes later his hands aren't shaking cognitively he's sharp he has all his, the papers that he needs to support the poster that he's presenting. And it's, it's remarkable. I've seen equally impressive effects on advanced Alzheimer's. I, I, I see it in my mom on the cognition side. At the same time, I've worked with a bunch of athletes and professional and elite athletes. We, we can pretty regularly see six to eight, up to 10% increase improvement over like personal record performance um i've seen that happen i've had a uh, stockbroker uh, with the ketone ester first day he took it he said i've had the most productive day i've had in in 20 years and he immediately wow. ordered enough ketone ester he managed a team of eight brokers he bought enough that all eight of his brokers had to take it every single day uh, that it became mandatory. So, I mean, I've seen this as far as myself, my, uh, I tend to use it to extend my workout, to make my workout um, easier and to increase my endurance and that my recovery is a lot, a lot quicker. I can get in more workouts per week if I take ketones before, during or after my workout. There's uh, an important complex called mTOR, M-T-O-R, mammalian target of rapamycin. That right. mechanism basically uh, 
runs how protein is synthesized, muscle protein is synthesized in response to trauma, to like working out. Well, if you can upregulate it, you can lay down, you can recover more quickly and you can lay down protein uh, more rapidly. And that's something, a reason I, I use it for the ketones. So that, that's a handful of things. I've also shockingly discovered last month after having probably tested my blood a thousand times in the last three and a half, almost four years for ketones, I finally decided to check my, my glucose just to measure how powerfully the ketone acid would lower my glucose. Well, I've come to find out I'm, my, rest, my fasting glucose is 122. It's like, oh my God, I'm yeah. in pre-diabetic, almost at the diabetic level. I've not been eating well of recently. I've not been exercising. So within this last month, I've got my fasting glucose to be under 100. I'm exercising again. And the ketones also, they help lower, they help lower my glucose. So those are a couple of reasons why I'm using it. What, you said you, you've done like blood tests every 15 minutes. So what are some of the biomarkers that change over the 15 minutes? And what have you observed, for instance? Well, I have, you can get strips for, for serum glucose and millimolars and, uh, and for glucose. So one of the, um, one of the days, after I found I was uh, 122, the following day, I decided to take a relatively large dose of 60, 60 grams of the acid. Well, my blood level went from 120, 122 to 90 in about a uh, half hour, at which point my blood sugar for me was so low, I was incapacitated. And I started to lie down, but I realized, wait a minute, I've got, I've got another hour and a half of blood test to take. But I was mm. so lethargic and so cognitively impaired, I forced myself to eat a scoop of ice cream. I had to, to bring my, my sugar up enough, give my brain the fuel it needed to just to not be completely fatigued. That was a pretty drastic uh, drop in glucose numbers, but the, man, the feeling was was like somebody had given me a sleeping pill or something. Why so not those uh, are the what, what, only markers? Why don't you wear um, your experimentation? Why not get a continuous glucose monitor so you don't have to, you know, do blood draws every 15 minutes? And then you could see the path of what your glucose is doing before, during, after, et cetera. You could experiment on them. <laughs> They're pretty easy I'm to have to use. That. Oh, I imagine. I just haven't been able to find a doctor that would write me a, a prescription for one. I contacted a couple of the manufacturers and said, yeah, uh, send me one. I'm doing research. And they were kind of hemming and on. And, you know, that was when they first came out. And I haven't tried to uh, find one. I would love a continuous glucose monitor. If you go to a concierge doc, um, you know, maybe even a functional one, uh, they're likely to be able to, uh, more likely to, to recommend it to you. You know, the Lifestyle Libre and the, um, the Dexcom G6, so I tried both, and both work really well. Wow. Do you still have one? Yeah. I, I, I guess you could get another one, because uh, I'd love to send you some acid, and you can track your, watch your, your numbers go down. I'm currently working with a heavyweight boxer, 
who's got a legit, he's ranked, internationally ranked, and he's mm-hmm. training for you know, what will lead to a, a title shot. And we're introducing ketones into his workout regimen. But what I've got to find out is where his, his normal glucose metabolism is. Like, you know, if check him before he starts working out and then during the workout. And as I introduce, introduce ketones, uh, what I want to do, I have to then also supplement him with glucose so that he doesn't dip below that, what would be his normal glucose levels. And we're just beginning to do that. And I'd, man, I'd love to have a continuous glucose monitor on him. It'd be such a much easier job. All right. Well, we'll talk about that offline. But, uh, you know, we'll wrap up here in a minute. So um, the uh, the ketones that you're making, they're commercially available now. People can, uh, where can they go to buy them? Ours, we're going to be out by the, the end of the year. It'll be available okay. through our website. We are just uh, wrapping up you know, artwork and nutritional, uh, panel, the formulation is all done. It's, it's been all done. So we have some work obviously to do on our website. We should have our e-commerce enabled website done in the next couple of weeks. And, uh, we hope to launch in December and, and simultaneously we're going to set up to be able to wholesale to select, uh, clients the 100% bioavailable acid and salt thereof early next year, mid next year. We're talking with um, with groups all over, shoot, all over the planet. There's, right. It's right. not easy to make it. Well, Steve, that's excellent. And, uh, you know, it's great work you're doing. So best way for people to find out more is to go to what, phketones.com? phketo.com, yes. phketo, okay. phketo.com, excellent. Well, Steve, thanks for coming on the podcast. I appreciate it. I appreciate it more than you do. Believe me. You're listening to the Future Tech Health Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Until I reached age 40, I never realized the obvious, that we all have medical issues, or we at least have a family member or close relation that had, has, or will have them in the future. Medicine and biological systems are the final frontier. Until we've conquered death, figured out how life began, cured cancer, and understood our purpose in the universe, there's a heck of a lot to talk about when it comes to our health. Future Tech Health means I'll be covering futuristic topics that are actually already in clinical trials, or even starting to appear on shelves, or by prescription, or available for your own use. We dive deep into stem cells, CRISPR-Cas9, the science of sleep, epigenetics, medical testing, cancer, ketogenic diets, stem cells, aging, regenerative medicine, and more. My goal for you, the listener, is to learn from these podcasts. You may very well learn something that may change the course of your life for the better, steer you towards a new career, or give you insight into addressing a serious medical problem. Remember, however, this podcast and its content is informational in nature only. No medical, tax, legal, financial, or psychological advice is being given. If you enjoy the podcast, please listen, subscribe, like, and share it with friends. Thank you.